Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed to higher trade in the grain markets here on Thursday. It is 6.07 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures up 10 and a quarter at 7.40 and a half last trade. December corn up 10 and a quarter at 6.40. May soybeans up nine and three quarters at 16.59. November beans up six and a quarter at 14.66 and a half. May Chicago wheat up four and a half cents at 10.73 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat down three and a quarter at 10.69 and a quarter. May spring wheat up a half cent at 1050 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, my goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers this year. I think we can do it. Make sure you subscribe, like these videos, leave me a comment. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. It's $49.99 a month. There's no other fee, no other obligation. You can cancel it at any time. You'll get my morning email, all my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info, my daily subscriber-only videos, which have become very, very popular. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday regarding new crop corn and soybean marketing and options in particular. I ran through a few different option strategies, really kind of a no-frills conversation regarding options. I talked about some of the shortfalls of options. You know, a lot of farmers don't like options. I talked about why that is. Uh, so kind of a, a real conversation about options yesterday. If you're interested in that, give that premium subscription a shot. We've got some snow and rain. Uh, moving into the U.S. Southern Plains today. You've got uh, snow over parts of Colorado, Wyoming, and then it's kind of turning into rain, I think, as it gets into Nebraska and Kansas. This system could provide some really strong accumulation over parts of Kansas and Oklahoma here over the next week. Uh, this map on my screen is the next seven days, what's expected in terms of precipitation. I mean, almost all of Kansas, all of Oklahoma, a chunk of northern Texas, the Mid-South is going to be really wet, uh, southern Iowa, uh, almost all of Illinois, Indiana, uh, parts of Ohio. So you're going to see a lot of rain in a lot of places here over the next seven days. Uh, this is much needed relief for the Southern Plains and the HRW wheat crop in particular. The Western Corn Belt's been dry. Uh, Northern Plains won't see very much. In the Central and Eastern Corn Belt, this could almost be too much for some areas, I believe. So we're going to be wet here uh, without a doubt. So in regard to the, the HRW wheat crop in particular and the SRW crop too, this could be a good thing, I suppose. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is ongoing. You've seen a ton of back and forth regarding the headlines. Yesterday morning, Russia said that some parts of a possible peace deal with Ukraine were close to being agreed upon and that Ukraine had agreed to discuss neutrality. Still, this morning, Russian forces blasting Ukrainian cities again. Reports of some really tragic stuff in terms of civilian casualties continue to emerge. Uh, the invasion began three weeks ago today. So you've still got a tremendous amount of uncertainty regarding the situation. And as it, it uh, concerns us, agriculture, export prospects, that sort of thing. Uh, Ukraine's wheat crop is in good shape. The country's deputy ag minister said this yesterday. As for the new crop, winter crops are indeed in good condition throughout the country. And despite the difficulties in which field work has to be carried out, Ukraine will have bread. Uh, he then went out to talk about export uh, potential. He said this, of course, the export potential is significantly undermined by this war, which will lead to higher prices. So without a doubt, some export disruptions here, the crops in good shape. Um, are they able to harvest the crop? Uh, there's still a lot of uh, unanswered questions here in regard to all of that. U.S. ethanol stocks remain very high. 
EIA reported another uh, about 3% increase in stocks on the week, 25.945 million barrels. We, we've really only been at this level of ethanol stocks during the spring COVID panic of 2020. Uh, aside from that, this is basically the highest level of ethanol stocks we've ever seen. Now, ethanol production was about flat on the week. It's it's near a normal level, uh, 1.026 million barrels per day last week. Production margins for the U.S. ethanol producer generally positive, although the high stocks are a concern for some traders. Gasoline demand is better than last year, but it's below levels seen in 2020, 2019, and 2018 from a seasonal standpoint. And I don't know if if that gasoline demand is is slightly reduced because of high gas prices, or maybe you're just seeing a shift in driving habits uh, with the kind of work from home movement and things like that. People are not commuting as much. But in any case, uh, you know, ethanol production's good. We're on track to meet USDA targets in regard to corn demand for ethanol. But these high stocks are a concern, I think. The Fed made its first rate hike since 2018 yesterday. The Fed fund rate was increased by a quarter point. We've now got a target Fed fund rate of a quarter up to a half a percentage point. It was essentially zero previously. The Fed fund rate had been near zero since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, so essentially for the last two years. It was also at zero for years following the uh, 2008 global financial crisis. The Fed has penciled in rate increases at each of the six remaining meetings this year. Assuming that this path is not altered, the Fed fund rate should be near 2% by the end of this year and near two and three quarters by the end of 2023. The Fed expects uh, to begin reducing its balance sheet at a coming meeting. Powell kind of hinted that maybe that could be in May. The Fed slashed its GDP forecast from 2.2, 2.8% from 4% previously. Despite this more aggressive stance from the Fed, the S&P 500 has had like its best two-day winning streak, I think, since uh, spring of 2020. It's rallied 4.4% in the last two days combined. Uh, big rally after the uh, Fed announcement yesterday. So the stock market's acted better despite all of this. So I suppose you can make the argument, at least for the moment, that a lot of this stuff with the Fed had been uh, discounted into the marketplace. Uh, we've got an export sales report this morning at 730. We should see some really strong soybean sales again, 900 to 1.8 million expected for old crop. Corn sales expected uh, 700 to 1.4 for old crop. Wheat sales 250 to 600. The cattle market was lower in live cattle and mixed in feeder cattle yesterday. A um, little bit of light cash trade at 138 to 141, not enough to establish a trend. Uh, box is marginally higher. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower. The S&P is down eight. The Dow Jones is down 50. Uh, bonds up a little bit. We've got gold up 36 bucks. Crude oil is up $4.39 at 99.43 in the April WTI, almost back to $100 in the crude this morning. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you Friday.